0: Hey, this is Brad Biley and you just found Insights, the most listened to podcast by recruiters and staffing owners who want to learn what's working in recruitment and digital marketing. If you're new to the show, here's what you can expect to hear. Every other week, Matt Lozar, Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing and I, our Director of Digital Marketing, break down what's working for staffing and recruiting firms across North America. But Insights is not a marketing show. It's a show built to help you get more job orders and more applications. And whether you stumbled upon the show or you're here on purpose, we're glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? This is Brad Biley and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we feeling, sweet buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? I'm good, man. I uh, I'm gonna be honest. Three rounds of golf under
1: my belt already. Oh, good. The Buffalo weather is breaking, and uh, everyone who kills I'm the weather and sorry in the Northeast, this is a big talking point for me. It's nice. Brad's golfing in May. It's eight, it was 80 degrees on Memorial Day weekend. It it's in, very enjoyable. Yeah, Matt. I know I texted you. I got a round at six o'clock
0: in the morning the other day. Nine whole Well, not a round. I got nine. First guy out. I finished in. 48 minutes, Matt.
1: Did they give you a rake to uh, work on the bunkers with the crew?
0: I, I went out with the crew. They gave me a headlamp light and everything. And um, dude, honestly, it was fantastic. I'm going to start doing it more uh, and just treating it like a morning workout. But it was fantastic. But y'all aren't here to listen to me and Matt talk about our, our golf games. Mine, which is an absolute work in progress. Matt's, which is actually very good. You're here to learn about PPC. We have a very special episode today. Our PPC team is yet again taking over insights. We have Aaron Helms. We have Stephanie Rindak on the show. Ladies, how are we doing this week?
2: Fantastic. It's been a good week. A lot of exciting things to head talk about.
0: So y'all are here to talk PPC and specifically what we're seeing since the last time you were on the show. Um, before we do that, and before we get into it, Tell our listeners a little bit more about yourselves, in case they didn't catch the last episode. In case they don't work with you on a day to day basis, Stephanie, give us a little background on who you are and what it is that you do at Haley Marketing.
2: Yeah, um, I've been at Haley for a while now, and working on you know the PPC program, working with the you know team members to ramp up our products in Google, Facebook, um, looking to branch out more. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, but I I really specialize in Google, and you know love the search campaigns. So um, if you guys have any questions about that, let me know, but you know, just excited to talk more about what we're going to be learning today in terms of everything else.
3: (laughs) And Aaron, how about you? Yeah. I've also been with Haley for uh, quite a few years now. I work closely with Steph and the rest of the PPC team. Um, I work mostly in Google. I love Google search, B2B campaigns, B2C campaigns. Um, little bit of Facebook, but if if you've heard me speak here before or read anything I've written, you know I love Bing. We'll leave it at that.
0: Which you don't hear often. You don't really hear somebody in the PPC world, at least I don't. You don't hear people say I love Bing. Aaron, I'm going to start there. How the heck did that even come to be?
3: You know, it's kind of like rooting for the underdog. I feel like Bing is the most underappreciated and underutilized network for pay-per-click advertising like no one thinks about it so your competition is a lot lower which means your cost per click is lower so you can drive more traffic for your overall investment like why wouldn't you
1: it speaks to just being agnostic like we don't care like aaron's saying like yeah bing has a nice little underdog story but like bing works if bing didn't work we wouldn't consult and recommend to it so i think that's also we do on the job advertising side like I don't care where you get applications from. Aaron and Steph don't care where you get conversions from. We just want conversions. And I think that's, that's my big overall takeaway with, with hearing about Bing.
3: Are you ready for my favorite analogy, Biley? I know you love them. Love
1: a good analogy.
0: Give it to us.
3: So if you're shopping for a coach purse, Right. Do you, do you, do you want to spend, and I don't know what coach purses, run. that's not my thing, but I mean, if you can buy one coach purse for $1,000 or two coach purses for $1,000, what are you going to pick?
0: Taking two, I'm giving both to my wife, and I'm coming home a freaking hero.
3: That's kind of my analogy with Google versus Bing. Like, Bing's cheaper, but the quality's still there, so why not? What I love
0: is that it's almost like a zig and zag type of methodology too, right? Like, Matt, to your point... I genuinely don't care where applications come from either, so long as they're being generated. Now, yes, we need to look at everything and we've had plenty of shows on Insights about understanding ROI, understanding your return on investment and where those applications are coming from. But to Matt, Steph, and Aaron's point, if we can drive applications from Bing at a lower cost per click and a lower conversion rate, or I'm sorry, at a higher conversion rate at a lower cost per click and and cost per acquisition, why would we not do that? That makes total sense to me. So love that we're exploring Bing. Love that we're on, on the front lines of that. Um, and an interesting start to the show, right? We already talked about what's new. Steph, what's new on the Google side of operations?
2: Oh, Google, we have a few things. You know, um, We recently launched local campaigns where we're putting people literally on the map, um, You know, showcasing video there, Show. Uh, casing the Google business profiles. Um, so really taking a different approach to that high volume awareness and visibility. Um, low costs. you know, looking at phone calls as well. So not necessarily just, you know, using the website as your landing page, but looking at other ways to drive engagement and, you know, awareness for your staffing agency.
0: One thing that I know is on everybody's mind right now, in, in in a sense, this relates to PPC. So I'm gonna bring it to both of you. Google Analytics 4. I continue to hear about it. Our team is continuing to talk about it, almost to a part where we're obsessing about it. Um, Matt, I know I texted you this morning. I spent 45 minutes on the treadmill this morning at the gym watching YouTube videos about it. Um I can't get enough in learning what it is and how it's gonna impact the team and impact marketing. Are y'all seeing anything sort of on the front lines of PPC as it relates to GA4?
3: So one thing in general, um, Brad, is G4 is uh, measuring and reporting on the traffic a little bit differently. So if you were to compare your universal analytics to your G4, you're going to see what looks like a discrepancy. Um, But it's, I guess it's a good discrepancy because G4... Instead of taking your user who visits your staffing website on mobile and then they go to desktop and then maybe they're on their tablet, like Universal can count that as three, th- you know, uh, three visits where G4 kind of says, okay, it's cross device. This is one user. So your data is going to look a little different and we have to be okay with seeing what might be some drops in data because it's going to be more accurate data moving forward.
0: And I'm all for that. I don't need high numbers. I want accurate numbers. So that to me makes total sense. I know I was spending most of the day looking into how to better set up conversions and goals and events and track that. I think it's going to be incredibly helpful for everything that we do over here. So I'm super excited about it. Matt, Steph, anything you want to add?
2: It's about that quality over quantity. You know, when you're talking about conversions, like, you know, you want high volume quality. Um, but in terms of looking at the data, it's, it's also, it's from that marketer's point of view of, you know, what is the user doing and understanding that cross device engagement and making sure that, all right, well, you're confirming people are visiting you through different methods, through different channels. Like that's what everything in marketing does to support it on different channels. You're running ads, you're running social media, you're running blogging, you're making sure that you're having all those touch points and you're using that data to confirm where you need to go and, and branch out and advertise.
1: I love what Aaron and Steph are saying. You know, it's it's cross-device tracking, which has been so hard for so long. So hopefully that helps with it. And, you know, the, the quality over quantity. And as Aaron said, we have to be open and understand the numbers are going to be different. They're going to be probably lower, which is okay. So just education and understanding, you know, when this goes live, I think it's July 1st. Um, my numbers dropped by we don't know if it's going to be 10%, 30%, 50%, it's going to be very different for different companies but understanding why it dropped and knowing it's nothing is wrong it's just Google is getting better at the tracking and giving more accurate data in terms of you know all the devices and whatnot that that stuff went into so that's that's really good to hear it's just you know i guess we all got to get on the treadmill for for 45 minutes like the podcast host here and, and learn about the new GA4 it's a, it's a deload week. Apparently, this new program I'm on, you go hard for four weeks, and then you deload for a
0: week where you go like 50% or just do cardio to let your body recover. We don't need to get into that, Matt. I don't feel like I'm doing enough this week, but it's also giving me a ton of time to listen to podcasts and just walk on the treadmill, which is fun. Um, let's talk remarketing. So, Aaron, I know you've been instrumental, and in, in Steph, you've played a part in it as well, but I continue to hear Aaron's name and Steph, the meetings you and I are a part of. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to give you a shout out. Steph continues um, to give you huge, huge, huge credit for all the work that you've done on our new remarketing uh, project here at Haley. Walk us through, Aaron, first, what is remarketing for anybody who is not familiar with remarketing? And then walk through how we're taking a new approach to that.
3: Sure. So remarketing. Uh, We've all gone to a website to shop for something. Um, My favorite is Chewy.com buy all my pet supplies and then i'm on facebook or i'm on google checking the weather with the local weather station and i see an ad for chewy.com for that toy i was just looking at and i didn't buy it that's remarketing Um, i love it because sometimes i'll visit a site and i'm interested in something but i'm not ready to buy right so on the staffing end, like your clients and your candidates are not always ready to apply to that job right away. Your client prospects are not ready to request an employee right away. They're just curious about you. So you you need to follow them around the internet and almost be annoying to keep your message in front of them. And why remarketing is really important now is because back to GA4, third-party cookies are going away. I know they kind of pushed that out a little bit, But if you are not capturing your first party audience on your website, why, why not? I mean, I don't want to be like, why, why are you not doing it? Why are you in business? But like those first party visitors are critical and we can stay in front of them with remarketing.
0: So, so two things there. One, I know in the level up talk that both David and I have been giving to various associations and conferences throughout the industry, there's a huge talking point on how staffing is rarely a one call close And friends, because staffing is rarely a one-call-close, remarketing is critical in getting those prospects to come back to your site. Everything that I continue to hear as I go out and speak with individuals in in, in the industry or have calls with clients or prospects is, Brad, we need clients. We're struggling to get those orders. We're struggling to close new business. Well, friends, every day there are people coming to your website. We need to make sure we're doing everything we can to get them to come back just like Aaron's trying to buy dog food or toys and use Chewy.com, and they're trying to get her to come back and not go to PetSmart or Walmart or anywhere, right? For those supplies, Chewy wants you to come back. We can be doing the exact same for your prospects. So, Aaron, I know you and the PPC team have been instrumental in in sort of redeveloping how we deploy remarketing services at Haley. What are we doing that's a little bit different and a little bit unique as we go forward?
3: Great question, Brad. Um... I guess, I guess the speed to delivery. I, I mean, I don't know how better way to phrase that. Um, you want remarketing, you need it now. Um, your order comes in and uh, me or somebody else on the PPC team, we are going to get these ads and this product live, like a week, two weeks. Like the only, sl- the only slowdown is, uh, getting access to your analytics and, making sure your audiences are built up and making sure you like our ad copy. But I mean, so far our, are, you know, I'll receive an order and heck I can get your ads live in like seven days. So it's, it's critical, right? I mean, we got to go after these people who've been on your website. So, um, speed to delivery.
0: <laughs> is it JG, JG Wentworth that says like, it's my money and I want it now.
3: These are like your leads and you need them now. This is your audience and you need them now. And that's what we're going to do. <laughs>
1: One of the other tactics coming out in the industry, and from my recruitment marketing seat, I see it. Um, you know, just with with other recruitment mar- marketing companies, is Google for jobs, and how finally, after having Google for jobs for I don't know how many years it's been, four or five, feels like maybe more, it's pivoting to probably a sponsored tactic from using other paperclip tactics. It, you know, from the Google side stuff. How how do we see Google for jobs affecting some tactics for staffing companies on on Google?
2: Well, I will say it's it's likely the fact that you're you're more you're just pushing your ads higher alongside those jobs that are appearing. So historically, Google has those organic rankings of job openings. Um, what I've also seen is sometimes it's a little bit hard to get your ads above those that job uh, Google for job section. Um, but right now, Google is looking to test how they integrate that feature with their ads program. So, um, you know, it's still in beta testing. It's still kind of in the works. It's, you know, still being explored, but it's just a matter of delivering that job opportunity to the users as they need it and as they're searching for it. Um, I will say at Haley, in terms of what we can do for pay-per-click ads, it's going to also probably shift how we're running Google's ads as well. You know, we will probably target more very specific jobs and promote it that way. Versus maybe showcasing you as an agency and offering all these different jobs. So it's going to really play a, um, a different role in how we you know, develop those tactics moving forward.
0: I think that makes sense though, right? Google knows you're they're driving traffic for your staffing agency. They know people are looking for jobs there. So of course, they're going to make that an advertising opportunity because they want to generate more revenue. That, that adds up to me. To Matt and Aaron and Steph, to, to the point really that we started the show with though... Do we really care where applications are coming from so long as they're clean applications, so long as they're the right people, and so long as they're actually converting into placeable candidates? To me, the answer is really no. We want to evaluate it all. But, and and maybe this is a good segue to start talking about Indeed versus Google or some of Bing or some of these other opportunities. I think historically, the industry has really fished in the same pond, right? So we've looked at Indeed as sort of this pond for candidates. Um, and this is a, a lesson that I'm, I'm borrowing from Tom Herb and his conversation at CSP last month. Historically, we've all fished from pretty much the same pond of candidates. Now, some of you might be casting 15 lines into the water. Some of you are casting one line into the water based on and And Matt can articulate this a little better than I can, but based on your ad spend on indeed based on what you're providing them in terms of money, you might be casting more lines into that pond. But now, I'm sort of hearing throughout this conversation what I'm coming to learn as true. We need to cast those lines in multiple ponds because candidates are hanging out in multiple locations. And and that to me paints a really good analogy and a really good picture of, yes, we need to have a line in the water of Bing. We need to have a line in the water in Indeed. We need a line in the water in Facebook. We need a line in the water as it relates to Google. We need this sort of comprehensive, holistic recruitment marketing strategy. Matt, you've articulated that on Insights a ton. Is that a pretty good analogy? Does that kind of summarize it all for you?
1: I think so. I mean... You've said this forever, Brad. You know people consume the news in different formats. People search for jobs in different formats. It's and it's nowhere near a one-touch close. You know that might be also sales size, but but candidate. Side, I mean, people are doing research. It depends on the type of job, especially with you know more knowledge work or high-level jobs. People are doing research weeks or months before they start ser- searching for that job. It, it's not usually just you know I love my job on Wednesday then Thursday oh, I hate my job. It's not the literal 180 degree flip. It's a gradual flip. So they're doing that research and it doesn't just have to be jobs on all these different sources. It's recruitment marketing content. It's your blog content. It's your social content. It's your reputation management. So people are crowdsourcing and accumulating this information across everywhere and you know, pay-per-click is just one aspect of it. It helps you get in front of people faster because you're paying to get in front of them instead of just relying on organic you need the mix of paid and organic, but that's where all of recruitment marketing and help, you know, helps develop that relationship with prospective candidates to make sure you get the right one when they're ready.
0: Aaron, Steph, maybe one of you can can set the record straight on this. I have, like Matt just did, always articulated that PPC is the gas on the fire when in terms of driving new leads at in abundance. I want candidates now. I want prospects now. We'll throw more money at Google, throw more money at Bing. Matt, maybe even you're thinking this on Indeed, right? And I know you've kind of debunked this in some ways, Matt. So I'm going to ask that you actually don't reply to this one. Let Aaron and Steph take it. But the, the general thought is I need candidates. Well, I'll throw another grand at Indeed and that will yield candidates. Aaron, Steph, is it a scalable approach where if I need more clients, the solution is just to throw more money into the machine?
3: Sometimes. And I know that's not an answer, but I'll have clients that say, "Well, can we throw another thousand dollars at this?" And you know, it's not my money. I'm I'm conservative with my clients' wallets, so I say, "Yeah, we we can increase the budget, but why don't why don't we just try to optimize it a little bit longer and see what else we can squeak out of this?" Um, and if you're open to it, why don't we try adding another network? Maybe we can get more leads out of facebook or something at a cheaper cost so it's it yeah more money always helps i'll always take more money and throw it at the engine but that's not always the answer
2: and and to that point when we find a strategy, strategy that's working and it's converting then that's when you put more money at it you know you know you want to take advantage of the lost market share so that's what aaron's saying in terms of you know starting with a conservative budget and making sure that we have that initial strategy down it's optimized and it's working well before you actually Put more gas on it um and to your point in terms of trying different ad formats we are looking at different candidates you know the active versus passive sure indeed and, and and google search engines can really you know capture that more active audience but it's also the display type ads and the generalized you know those high awareness and visibility ads that can help get you that thought going and really encourage people to start thinking about well maybe i should become more of an active job seeker And then they go to Google and start the research phase. Then they go to Indeed to be the most active job seeker out there. Um, So it's really, again, that process of nurturing people in all those different types of channels.
0: Yeah, I keep coming back to that fishing analogy of just more lines in the water. One thing that I I love about PPC and and specifically Haley Marketing's approach to it and and friends of the show, you know, Matt and I really don't do too many um, plugs. But one thing that I do love about Haley Marketing's PPC Solutions is they all, for the most part, unless you get a custom campaign, start at one entry point. From there, yes, you can scale and add more budget, but our team, Steph, Aaron, Hannah, Allison, who aren't on this show but will be on others, we can then offer the suggestion of, listen, you're seeing X results for what you're doing. We anticipate Y results if we scale in this way. PPC to me is the best sort of marketing, we'll call it a tactic for sake of the word, marketing tactic where you can ramp up and ramp back down based on this is working, this isn't. And I love that about it. We have an entry point, $500, for example, $100, whatever. $100, for example, you're getting X leads for $100. We anticipate Y leads for $500. And you can very easily scale that and throttle that. Aaron, I ask Steph about Google updates and I apologize. Because Bing isn't on my radar as much as it is on yours. And I will perfectly admit that. And I know it should be. I know you talk about it all the time, but it is not on my radar like it is yours. Talk to us about new updates to Bing, please.
3: Oh, this is so exciting, Brad. Are you sitting down? I am now. You're sitting down. Okay. Bing just announced like this month. They They just started this beta where we can take your video... And do CTV or streaming. Streaming with Roku. (gasps) Boom.
0: I feel like I should in post-production put in like some giant like just like that hype machine. Like you're like a DJ.
3: My mind is blown.
0: Oh. What does that mean, Aaron? So we can stream to Roku. I'm I'm a, a Roku household. We do not have cable. We we use a Roku stick on all of our devices. Walk us through, um, first off, friends, if you're not familiar with Roku, it is essentially internet television. Uh, It's a a USB stick that goes into your TV, your device, where you can then stream applications, Peacock, Netflix, YouTube TV, etc.
3: This means that we can take a video ad and... Put it on Roku. I mean, there's so many, you know, the, the younger generations. They don't want cable. They're they're smart. They're not going to pay for cable. They're gonna. They're all streaming these days. So, um, streaming services and CTV is where it's at. Um, I, I I'm so excited for this because this has been on the PPC team's radar for a while. Um, and why Bing is so great is because if if you go to one of those like big providers, right. You, the minimum buy-in is like two grand plus. So and if you don't have, you know, $3,000 to throw at streaming TV, you come on over to Bing. You know, we can, we'll get, we can get you some placements there. It's- so where does the ad show up, right? So I have a Roku. I have,
0: let's just talk about myself, right? And use me as the example. On my Roku stick, I have, which th- this is interesting too. And Matt, this is probably a whole nother conversation for another day. I cut cable, but now listen to all the expenses that I have on my Roku stick. I have Peacock, YouTube TV, MLB Network, um, Amazon Movies. I have just the YouTube app. Um, We do have Netflix, but if anybody's listening, I do not have Netflix. I have my own account. Thank you very much. Disclaimer, I do not have my own account. Um, No one has their own Netflix account. Let's be honest. We're all borrowing somebody else's. Um so Aaron I have those apps that I use and I'm sure oh Hulu um and then Tubi I think is the other one which is free right so I do get a free one which is definitely more than basic cable but for some reason I feel like I'm winning
3: Where are those ads going to show Aaron in relation to what I just articulated Okay go- going off what I could find because I was researching this just yesterday for a client who is excited to test it uh there's two different ways your video can stream in-stream and outstream. So the in-stream is, you know, you're watching a show, a video, and it interrupts because here's an ad and the ad is playing and you can't, you can't skip it. So that,
0: so then maybe, maybe we're wrong here, but that isn't a YouTube ad. Then that is a Roku ad? No,
3: it is. It is Roku. There is no YouTube Get here. Get the hell out of here. I know it's better than YouTube. That's how I see it.
0: I had no idea.
3: Yeah. Super cool. The the outstream, now the Bing just classifies it as uh, general placement and premium placement. And I'm going to guess and say that the general placement is the outstream where your video just shows on a web page. So you go to WIVB News, and they've got ads in videos or a recipe site, and there's your video. My best guess is that's your general placement. Your premium placement, which will cost more per, you know, the, the cost is more, is going to be that that video that shows while you're watching a show, while you're watching something.
0: It happens on the show every now and again where Matt or somebody else, Aaron, in your, in your case just now, where I'm enlightened. And it happens pretty frequently, to be honest, because we have really good conversations on Insights. I was always under the impression that the ads that popped up before my son Bryce's Miss Rachel or Elmo or whatever we're watching that. Those were YouTube ads. To now know that those are Roku ads, Aaron, you've heard me get passionate about some things before at Haley Marketing. Remarketing was one of them. Our IP tracking is a new one that I'm super passionate about. Um, I've been super, super into old school, but necessary sell sheets. Roku ads, Aaron you're going to be hearing a lot about because the amount of people who are using streaming services, who are using, who are cutting the cord and are going digital. Um, I mean, that's going to be a huge first mover advantage. The more that we can get into that. I love everything about what you just said.
3: And it's so much more affordable for our clients who don't have massive monthly budgets. And Brad, this is, this is why I get up and come to work. I get so excited about this. Like I was sending Steph messages yesterday in all caps I almost picked up my, my phone and called her I was so excited I was just like we need to talk about this like right now
0: <laughs> and, and friends if you're listening that first off Aaron I get the same way and I, I love that you just articulated that that's the value of Haley marketing right I mean there's 85 of us who get fired up by something just about every day and then bring it to a team of 84 other people and get everybody else excited about it. Aaron and I and Steph and Matt, we're now going to have, I can have no idea how many meetings about how we bring Roku PPC services to our clients or how that becomes a product add-on for our PPC line. But when we see opportunity like that, we love to take advantage of it and and bring that to shows like Insights where now you can try that for your staffing firm as well. What else? Steph, Aaron, Aaron, It was a PPC takeover. We talked what's new in Google. We talked what's new in Bing. We talked about remarketing. We talked about Roku and those ads. We talked about how you can't cast just one fishing line in Indeed anymore. We talked about how you need to diversify where your lines are cast, whether it's Google, Bing, Yahoo, um, Facebook, wherever. Hit us with one more thing each. What else is on your mind to wrap us up here?
2: I mean, just... The video ads is constantly on my mind like like aaron said this has been on our wish list for a long time now and we're just so thrilled we can actually start testing this um you know in terms of bing and other you know streaming options we're just really excited to actually get this in play because it's you know we go from text ads to image ads and like that's you know image ads doesn't what, what's saying you know um you know, a picture's worth a thousand words, video is worth even more. And that can really get your branding out there in a really unique light. It's engaging. Um, and that's really just, you know, that's my personal passion too. In terms of making advertising fun, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's great because we're, you know, delivering the ads and we're finding you, but like, it's, we want to help you and I want to make it enjoyable too, you know? There's, there's something about an ad that you love and like, that's obviously something you remember and you eventually go and work with that, you know, company or service that you need.
3: Um, so again, I'm just super thrilled by the video ad potential. And Aaron, what about you? I can't, I can't top the the video ads and the CTV. Um, one other new thing that I'm investigating and, and I hate to keep bringing up Bing. I'm really not this obsessed with Bing, but that's a lie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm slightly obsessed with Bing. Um, so we all we all know about the AIs, right? There's so much talk about AI out there. Bing's got their own AI. I can't talk a whole lot about it because I haven't messed with it too much. But with the Bing AI, your Bing ads can show in the AI results. That's interesting. Yes. I have one client I have I've got one client where I was testing it out and not only does the Bing AI show some organic results it also shows paid results and I was able to get a screen capture now that's still in beta too so it's it's not like let's all run and throw a ton of campaigns to show on the AI because you know it's AI and it's still learning but I don't know I, I guess that's new and that's cool
0: that's interesting to me so on one side of things on the non-marketing, just Brad Biley side of things, I want my AI to be authentic and give me the best answer. The, f- the fact that we are now allowing advertisers to manipulate that is kind of intriguing to me. Um, and something that I don't know that I'm ready to comment on, again, me, the just the consumer, if I ask GPT or I ask another site for an answer, I want AI to give me that answer. The fact that we might be able to manipulate that is, right now. At date of recording, a little concerning. But also exciting. So I do want to say I I don't want to have
1: an official stance on this yet, but interesting. Matt, go for it. I have a comment. It's moving fast. Everything's moving fast. So that's where getting value from experts is vital. Just, you know, I learned that, Aaron, you know, there could now be paid results in in artificial intelligence. I'm sure tomorrow there could be something else or next week, and then it's going to keep changing. Like we talked about a lot of small things on this episode but adding them all up it it adds up to a lot you know ga4 bing video ads google for jobs sponsor jobs in in ai or sponsor results in ai just all these different aspects it's it's moving really fast so knowing what to do is a challenge it can be overwhelming and having experts you can trust to make sure they're consulting with you in the right way was really probably how I, i would sum up this this ppc takeover today Full agree. Um,
0: it's moving fast and it feels like it's moving faster by the day. For for us, I know we jumped into AI, we jumped into learning about some new things, Aaron Steph, you're constantly learning about PPC. It it feels to me, and, and Matt, we've said this before on the show, it feels to me like the wild west of social media felt eight to nine years ago. We jumped into Facebook, we jumped into what are we gonna do? How are we gonna use Twitter to our company's advantage? How are we gonna use Facebook to our advantage? In it, there was this buzz going on, whether it was across the team, across marketing in general, just everyone was excited. And I feel like I have that same energy now as I did then. Not that I'm not always passionate about what I do. Aaron, Steph, I'm exactly like you. I, I get fired up by something just about every day. And I'm sure y'all see my emails and probably shake your head at, oh, here's another you know crazy idea. But it feels like that wild west a couple of years ago. and I'm, I love that about it. One last question that I have before we get out of here. Are we still seeing pretty good success from those location-based ads on Google Maps? So I know we were running those. um, We actually talked about that on the last PPC Takeover. I want to call back to that. Anything new or anything exciting going on there that might um, excite our our listeners?
2: I think what I see for some of my clients that run those ads is they get the most benefit when they're also running additional ads like search ads as well. It's because part of the local ad um, strategy is to use user's history using the Google's algorithm and using all those cues that we put into the campaign to support the delivery of those local ads. So when I say those clients that use multiple ad formats, you know, perform the best, it's because we're also using search ads and building up the additional data in the system to facilitate the, the targeting and everything. So again, it just and also really supports the, that multiple touchpoint um, you know, discussion we have here today in terms of it's not just one ad format you need, you need multiple ones and, and they really do work together. And I know that's all Google system working together, but like it's just, it's just that core example there.
0: Can't thank you two enough for coming on the show and, and taking over Insights. I said it last episode, I'll say it this op- episode, you're welcome back anytime. Anytime there's new things, exciting opportunities, um, y'all are seeing something that's just getting you excited and fired up. Those I think are the best shows and I had a lot of fun on this one. Um, so anytime, maybe we just make this a recurring PPC takeover every couple months, whatever it might be, you're welcome back anytime. Hopefully our listeners, y'all got something valuable out of this. I know I say it in every single talk that I give, but if you can leave with just one action item well, then we will have done our job effectively. And Aaron and Steph probably just gave you 12 to 15 different things that you can do in the world of PPC. Friends, if you didn't leave with one action item, well, then you got to listen again because there were gems inside this episode. And I hope you all find at least one takeaway from the show, hopefully more. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we'd love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. If you have a question for us, you could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. Be sure you tell them that insight sent you. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.